0: Cool. That is amazing. (laughs) It has all these kinds of sounds. Like, listen to this. (laughs) Laugh track. Oh, I think I have to stop this one manually.
1: No, that was a hilarious joke that they're (laughs) laughing at. Yes, thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank
0: you so much.
1: Boom. Hey, that's right.
0: Yep. Thanks. Now it's time for some rock and roll. I think we're recording, Michael. <laughs> Fantastic. Welcome, everybody, to Terror, terror and Tacos. tacos. Ah. I'm Christy. And
1: I'm Michael. And
0: today we're going to talk about terror.
1: And. <laughs> and tacos. That's right. Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> Uh, this this is, is
0: insane. So
1: you, you, uh, I did. You have I, upped the game, Christy. You I want decided. To tell the, tell yeah. The people.
0: I decided to level us up. We have leveled up in our recording, and uh, we have this really cool road caster, and I got us some mics. Oh, you got to put that up close to the mic because you know Cindy likes to listen to
1: to, to the Coca Cola. Oh, I can hear it. I know it's crazy.
0: Hello, everybody. We're going to do a very special ASMR episode of Terror and Tacos.
1: (laughs) I love that we can be an NPR show or like shitty morning DJs. Yeah, (laughs)
0: absolutely. I I keep having this this vision of us like those three idiot DJs in um, Lords of Salem. Yeah, Um, totally. But without the possessed
1: record. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. We'll see.
0: Yeah. So... Here we are. This is our very first episode with this stupid toy. Not stupid. It's really amazing. It's awesome. But we're still kind of fucking around with it and playing around. So
1: we have, you got new mics. We're on headphones. We're on we're, headphones. It's very different. We're never on headphones. <laughs> we're
0: never on headphones. And you know, we're both. <laughs> big gesticulators yes, like yes. we both use our <laughs> hands a lot
1: we are we are Latin people <laughs>
0: we are and we're both like super on the mic because with these new mics you need to be like right on them and it's like I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this show without being able to move my hands I can't
1: move my hands these microphones were made for wasps Christy <laughs> These are wasp microphones. <laughs> they
0: are. <laughs> They're for wasps. They're not for Latin people.
1: Um, um, it looks great. This is. I'm so excited and so thankful that you just went out and did it, and you didn't tell me. No,
0: I didn't. It was going to be a surprise, actually, and then I, and then I couldn't wait because yeah. we were going to come back live last time, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, and then we'll come back live, and I'll have the new setup, and Michael will be just freaked out. And I went and I bought it over the weekend, but they didn't have it. Everybody's buying Roadcasters, Sure. So, you know, I had to put it on back order and I had to kind of piece a package together. So this is not the package that you get. I went out and thankfully my husband is a sound designer. Right, right. So he helped me put this together. And um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. And the, the great thing is that we have a whole other bank of these hot buttons. Yeah. So that if, you know, we eventually want to add other...
1: Just sound, sound Other effects.
0: sounds. Um, yeah, it's great. Let's see what's this one. I forgot. Oh. That's it's like, magic.
1: Yeah, it's like the beginning of our bath soap commercial. <laughs> I don't, is bath soap a thing? Is that a word?
0: Uh, bath soap? <laughs> is it? I don't, I don't know. know. It's just maybe just soap. Just soap. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Downton Abbey. I feel like that's something they say on that. Bath like, soap? Fetch me the bath soap.
0: Fetch me the bath soaps, Carson.
1: Um. So in honor of... This new technology. Oh, yeah. We wanted to talk today about m- movies, horror movies that are like about technology that is supposed to be helpful or great or whatever. Right. But then turns evil. It
0: turns evil. Because I had a question. I was like, is this going to make Terran tacos better? Or, 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 or is it going to turn us evil? Yeah.
1: Has it opened some sort some of door kind to hell? Of
0: portal. Uh-huh. I don't know. You know, so we decided to watch. I looked up ten best movies about technology being evil, mm-hmm. and you know, I felt like the the easy ones were Maximum Overdrive mm-hmm. and Christine. Sure. I mean, it's a car, but that's still considered oh, yeah, technology. Um, and I was like, that that's the easy route.
1: Let's, let's not we're not. That's not what we're about. That's not what
0: we're about. We're about you know doing things <laughs> the difficult way. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Why we've succeeded?
0: Yeah, if it's easy, fuck <laughs> it. it. We're it. we're gonna take the the difficult road. Yeah, let's um, put
1: ourselves in the movie. Right,
0: right, <laughs> exactly. Um, let's not know how to make a movie and say we're gonna make a movie. Um, so we went with 1995's The Mangler.
1: The Mangler. The Mangler, directed by Toby Hooper and uh, based on a Stephen King short story.
0: Right. I mean, this must have been. I don't know when Stephen King wrote this, but, you know, it must have been those really hungry days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? yeah. Those really hungry. Which, which one is the laughter? I don't know. We got to use these more. No, that's. Oh, that's the applause. I messed up. There we go. Thank you. Thank There you. we go. Thank you. That was a good joke. All right.
1: So 1995 is the man. Yeah. When Stephen King was just like, I don't know, man, I got to make some money.
0: I got to make some money. I got to feed my kids. Yeah. Whatever, so I'm good.
1: Tabitha's, you know, wants a new car. I don't know.
0: His daughter's name's Tabitha? His wife. Oh, his wife, yeah. Um, yeah, but he did talk, he does talk about how, okay, so are we going to talk about the other movie that we watched or are let's we going to talk just, about let's some let kick off with the mangler okay, and then we'll, then we'll go mangler. back in time, we'll to, back the in time to the other one. We'll go back in time to the other one. Yes, he did say that when he was a young writer mm-hmm. and still trying to make it, was not Stephen King yet, he had to have many jobs, like all kinds of jobs uh-huh. to feed his family. Sure. And one of his jobs was working at a, uh, like a bulk laundry place, okay. which I guess they, I mean, I guess they exist.
1: Yeah. I, so, so I mean, <laughs> we'll just say the Mangler starts sort of centers around a bulk laundry place. Yeah. And I couldn't text you or I didn't text you last night cause I watched this very late very and I didn't. Late. Didn't want to wake you up. I did not know there was such a thing as like big laundry, you know? <laughs> like,
0: like big pharma, like
1: big pharma. Because it takes place in this this bulk laundry, which I guess is a thing. I guess he worked there, or maybe was a thing. When it, he was,
0: I, but I can't imagine that the place he where he worked had like a you know Victorian style piece yeah. of machinery,
1: right? And a boss that's like. We got, we got more shipments coming in. You got to crank these sheets out. I was like, where are all these fucking sheets going? Like, I know. It's a small town and in Maine. It seemed
0: to me that that was all they were washing. Yes,
1: they were just washing sheets. They
0: were just washing sheets. And you're right. I mean, because, of course, it's Stephen King, so it takes place in
1: Maine. In Maine, yeah.
0: And in this you know, fictional Maine universe that uh-huh. he's created. Uh, actually, this is dairy. Right,
1: it's probably. I'd, yes, I did. Yes, I'm. I'm gonna say yes. I'm not quite sure. But.
0: Yeah. The other thing that I couldn't figure out was, like, I think I told you, it was like, are these like 1930s worker women who are working in Victorian England, but also live in 1990s America. Yeah. Cause I couldn't tell what the style of the The movie movie was. So
1: we open on this very like
0: bustling laundry, laundry.
1: like, yes, this, this, but it's like gruesome, like industrial revolution Uh factory. Like, Mm -hmm. God damn it. You won't take a break. We got to get these fucking sheets out. Like, I mean, that's
0: like super important. Pretty
1: much the dialogue. Yeah. And, also, I love the idea of like, yeah, if you're gonna have a fact, like, let's hire all 90 pound women, right. to lift these very heavy things. Yes. Um, so yeah, they're working in these like Victorian industrial era. Even the style of how it looks, like, yeah. And th- the head of this place, uh huh, is Robert England
0: uh, in makeup
1: in a lot of age in makeup. A lot of age makeup. Not the only actor. Who performs an age makeup of this? We can get to that in a bit. There are quite a few. It's a very strange choice. And he has these metal (laughs) braces? Robot legs? Robot legs.
0: I don't know. Because like he's got these braces on his legs and he walks with these canes. Uh Uh-huh. But then he throws the canes away.
1: And like tightens the braces and and then walks like Robocop. And
0: then he walks like Robocop. Yeah. And and still manages to be like. Rapey and gross,
1: totally rapey and gross. So he's a he's a because this factory is filled with all young women, yeah. right? Yeah. Right, and and he is the he runs it. He's like he's the head of big laundry with ro- with robot legs and kind of a vague Freddy Krueger meets like Colonel Sanders
0: yeah. accent. I don't know what it was. Like you can't really understand what he's saying, but it was. I mean, I did think I thought the exact same thing. Aspen thought I was like, this is. Freddie Krueger, Scrooge, yeah, cause, like cause she, Laundry Scrooge. She like
1: half, not even half watched it. Like, no.
0: why? Um, why would you full watch it? Yes,
1: come on, it I was hard, had, it was I hard had trouble. For me. Yeah, and so she was like playing a game on her uh, iPad or whatever. But she looked up and she's like, "So is is he Scrooge?" And I was like, "I, I don't." I don't know. (laughs) It
0: felt like it. I mean, no shade. I mean, it's like, I love Christmas Carol. And I, I, you know, I like the version that they do at the theater center here in Dallas every year. I mean, I've directed this version, but it reminded me of like the version of Christmas Carol that they do at the theater center where it's like industrial and all the workers, you know, walking around. Working on I don't know what, but you know they're working.
1: They're just they're just drying sheets. They're just drying sheets. (laughs) They're drying sheets. You've got to get these fucking sheets to the hospital. So honestly, that that's where we open. And if we had stayed in that world or style or Uh tone, I could have at least gotten on board. Maybe, but then so there's an accident, right?
0: Right. There's an accident where. They're, these two worker guys, these two movers, are moving an old-timey refrigerator yes. that looks like a refrigerator from the very first refrigerators. It's the,
1: I think it's the first refrigerator ever made. That
0: ever existed, <laughs> yes. right? And I'm yeah. like, why do they still have this kind of refrigerator in the factory? And they're like, move the ice box. Yeah, move it. And and they can't because it's heavy because right. it's like one of the first
1: refrigerators ever <laughs> right. made. They did not have light materials back no, then. No, they
0: did not. It was like all bake light and steel. Yeah. And the, the girl, the the our, our, I don't even remember her name. Like she it's, falls it's, up it's against. It's unimportant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She falls up against the the giant sheet Folder steamer thing? Yeah,
1: that I think is actually called a mangle. It
0: is called a mangle, mm-hmm. and she cuts herself. Uh huh. And so the blood falls on the mangle. Yeah, it and does. here we go.
1: And so the mangle.
0: <laughs> my, oh my, my
1: god! god. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the mangle or mangler. Mangler has. It's my favorite fucking thing ever. <laughs> Has now tasted blood, Christy. Right, Although I, know. I get the feeling that it's tasted blood in the past.
0: I have yeah, I got the feeling it tasted blood in the past. And it took me the entire movie to kind of figure out what was happening. And even then I was like, I don't believe it.
1: No, no. <laughs> we, so we'll yes. Yeah, so, so so it's tasted blood. It then essentially eats an old woman. Right. And I will say this in like Toby Hooper fashion. For anyone Uh who doesn't know out there, Toby Hooper is, was, um, I mean, insanely famous. He created fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right,
0: Poltergeist. And
1: then directed Poltergeist. Right. Yeah, I mean, and those are two, Poltergeist is a huge movie. I think Spielberg still gets a lot of credit for it because he Mm. produced, but I mean, the man made, like conceived, he created Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. One of the most important filmmakers it, it in makes, the genre.
0: It makes It makes sense though now now that I think of I mean it's like it, it it's very the Mangler it's very stylish mm-hmm. and in lots of ways it's really beautifully shot. Yeah. And although confusing, beautifully art directed. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not u- ugly to watch. No. I just don't understand it.
1: No. And so so when the the Mangler and we're still like in the first I don't know, eight minutes in this have, thing. I mean, we
0: haven't even told you who else is in yeah, the movie that our, makes you go, what? We haven't even what?
1: met our protagonist no. yet. Uh, so the mangler eats an old woman. And I was going to say, like, in pure Toby Hooper fashion, like, it's fucking gory as shit. It's like, gruesome. It is gruesome, because yeah. then it folds her like a sheet. Right. Um. And I was like, okay, all right, Toby
0: All right, okay. Hooper, I'll go with you.
1: I don't know why you hired... Robert England to play this role, but hey, cool, whatever, I like him, great, I'm on board. So then there's an old lady, she's dead. So there's been an accident, Uh we gotta call the cops. Right. And who is the lead detective in this town, Christy?
0: Ted Levine. Ted Levine. Ted Levine, post-Silence of the Lambs.
1: Buffalo fucking Bill. Bill.
0: Is the cop of the town.
1: And- what blew my mind, I had always thought, and I saw The Mangler in college, like it came mm-hmm. out in 95, so I was either a freshman or sophomore, depending on which month, and I am sure, I remember watching The Mangler, but I must have been so high yeah. that I can't remember, I, like I only remembered Robert England was in it, and you then you texted me and you were like, dude, Ted Levine is in this. I was like, wait, no, that doesn't make no. any sense. I had always thought the sort of speech choice he makes. No. As Buffalo Bill was like, what a bold acting move, sir. No,
0: that's how he talks. That's how he fucking talks. That's how he fucking talks. So the
1: detective is like, "Where, where where's the accident? Right. Oh, I'm going to get the, what, right. who's fucking, get hand out, hand out hand? of the way. Get out of the fucking way. And, okay. And this is where almost instantly it falls apart. Right. And I'm not even blaming Ted Levine.
0: No, it's like, no one directed him.
1: No one like, directed him or yeah. gave him dialogue.
0: Right. I think I texted you at one point. Nobody wrote this movie.
1: No, and I think you're, you're correct. I don't. There, I, there's no the script. It's, it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. And so then, once you leave the the laundry factory facility Big factory, La- the, the home of Big Laundry, <laughs> Big Laundra. Uh, yes, <laughs> and you're it, and you are full on in '90s Maine, right? And that never the Twain shall meet ever, and so you have now you have people who are acting in completely different films,
0: and none of them are good,
1: none of them are good and and so Levine is doing this weird. Ted Levine thing? Right. I, I don't even know how to explain like, and it. And it's
0: it's like angry Ted Levine. Angry
1: Ted Levine to the point where this cop always drives fast. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're a small town cop. What are you fucking rushing to?
0: He always drives fast and he clearly has no experience with like evidence. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like he he gets he <laughs> like he gets mad. He gets mad at the crime scene, so he like steps all over it or, or yes! like, like, remember what was the other part where, oh, what when they find the kid in the fridge? Yes. And then he gets mad and takes a hammer to the fridge. And I'm yeah, like, like, hold on. That is your main piece of evidence. That's your main piece of evidence, Ted Levine. Okay,
1: so Ted Levine, is angry, he's fast driving, and he's busting up evidence he's busting
0: up evidence and
1: so he okay so he goes this is so fucking stupid yeah so he goes to the laundromat sorry the laundry factory the victorian era laundry factory starts questioning people and then it's like okay they have an inquest on the spot and it's deemed an accident
0: yeah it's like an old-timey inquest from like Victorian victorian
1: england And then you find out the cop, because the inquest goes so, so quickly, and it's like, no, the company didn't do anything wrong, you can reopen, right? And then we cut to Ted Levine, and we'll introduce the brother-in-law in a second. But Ted Levine then tells us, like, the judges in the pocket of the mayor, and the mayor's in the pocket of the. And you're like, okay, so so big laundry is not just running big laundry; they're running no, the whole fucking town. They're running
0: Christy. the whole town. Big laundry runs the town. <laughs> Who knew there was so much money in clean
1: sheets? Clean sheets. And so that he's telling this story to his, I guess it's, I don't know if it's still his brother-in-law, his brother-in-law, but his wife is it's the. The brother of his dead wife, right? right?
0: Who has like a crazy yard?
1: Yeah, and they, and a bizarre and an accent to match. I don't. Uh, who? Where was he from? I'm just gonna say Canada because it, it doesn't had make to, any sense. It, to it me. doesn't
0: make any sense. I looked up this guy and I found a picture of him in like a bad Ren Fair costume. Yeah, and so
1: he. I looked him. I didn't find that. That's amazing. I should have looked at pictures. So Ren Fair brother-in-law. He also wrote an early Toby Hooper movie. So he was a screen like ah. that, that so they must be friends. But okay, so Renfair brother-in-law, right? Is talking to Ted Levine, and it turns out that Renfair brother-in-law is a demonologist. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Who lives in this little tiny town in rural Maine. In rural
1: Maine, and he has a PhD in I don't know demonology or yeah, some Yeah, and
0: he knows he happens to know all of the <laughs> Stuff. Everything. For spells. He
1: knows everything. And he lectures us on like what Belladonna is. Right. And so he.
0: It's the most important ingredient in most spells. In most spells. You got to
1: remember that. You got to remember or that. Do you?
0: I don't know. Yes, you do you because do. of the Tums. That's right.
1: That's right. Okay. Yeah, they're
0: not called tums. They're not called tums, but they're like tums. But they look
1: like aspirin. Yeah. So okay, so demonologist brother-in-law, Renfair demonologist brother-in-law, right? Very quickly, he makes a very quick leap, Christy. You know,
0: he does have like really sweet feathered hair, though. He does.
1: Yeah. He looks great. He, he looks. Um, great. I kind of was into what he was. It made no sense, so it made me love it even more. Yeah, like, well, what he was wearing. If we're gonna, yes, if we're gonna go into this, like just get. Let's just be as fucking ridiculous yeah, as Yeah,
0: he was like a cross between Renfair Fair and Journey. Yes.
1: It was kind of awesome. In 1995.
0: Yeah, which was long gone
1: Journey. Right. Yeah. And so he very quickly makes the leap from some there was an accident <laughs> at the laundry factory.
0: Right. I don't know how he does it
1: to I think that mangler is possessed by a fucking demon.
0: Right. <laughs> He makes the leap really, 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 really quickly. Really
1: quickly. And of, of course, <laughs> that is the case. He's right? right. Yeah. Yeah,
0: he's right. He, it just so happens. So like, there's more of this for the whole movie. The machine keeps killing.
1: Yeah. This movie is an hour and 40 minutes and it is an hour and 20 minutes too long.
0: Right. <laughs> like. Exactly. I mean, that's why it was a short story. Yeah. I think even Stephen King was like, nah, like, okay. I, I can only keep this, this going yeah, for 20 minutes. for so minutes. long. Yeah, come on. But yeah, this keeps going for a while. It uh-huh. kills more waifs.
1: Yes, and also in the meantime, Robert England is super rapey.
0: Yeah, he's super rapey. So we find out that the Mangler um, has been helping Robert England's family to keep control of this
1: town. Town a big laundry, yes. a big laundry, a big,
0: big laundry. But it demands virgin blood.
1: Yes, and and Renfair demonologist brother-in-law after telling us that belladonna is very important in spells mm-hmm. also tells us how important virgin blood is
0: Exactly So we have a whole scene where and, and there's this like other there's this other worker at the laundry place That just happens, she's new or something. Sure. But she happens to like run when when everything's going crazy. She runs up the stairs into Scrooge Robert England's office. Uh And then suddenly, that's where he's like, go take a bath. Yeah, what the fuck? And she's like, okay. So she goes to his bathroom, which happens to have a marble tub in it, at the factory. At
1: the laundry factory. And she's
0: about to close the door, but she doesn't. And she's like... Do you want to keep me company? Oh my
1: God, dude.
0: And so he goes into the bathroom and like, it's out of nowhere. It like, it's out of no, we don't no. know who this woman is.
1: It, it, I could not tell you the character. No, it's fucking absurd. And then
0: she like, she suddenly, she becomes his lackey for like the rest of the movie, but yeah. we don't know why. Right.
1: We don't know why. And I mean, we kind of at the yeah, end, like, but, kinda, but whatever.
0: Um, so it, yeah, so it turns out that the, the, the whole combin there's a combination of things that have happened that, um, that create a spell. Yeah. Like it all happened accidentally and it happened like at this nexus in time at the laundry factory. Right. Right. And it all involved, uh. Virgin blood, uh-huh. <laughs> and it involved belladonna. How did it involve belladonna, Michael?
1: Because it is, <laughs> I can't even say it's in the the antacid, right? Yeah, He's, it was in
0: the antacid that the old lady that the was old, eating. So the old
1: lady is eating essentially tums.
0: Yeah, because you know it's hard working at it's hard, the, it's hard. And, and it like it gives her acid reflux. Yeah, so she's so gonna she take has to tums. constantly like pop tums, and at one point right before she dies, Shh. she. Spills them. She spills the Tums onto the Mm mangle, and the mangle eats the Tums. Yeah. And then there was also virgin blood from earlier when the girl girl cut cut herself. So there's belladonna, virgin blood, and electricity. Electricity, which came... From from the
1: refrigerator. The first refrigerator.
0: first refrigerator (laughs) in the history of the world. And so those three things... Made us inadvertently made a spell. Yeah, that brings the monster, the Mangler, to, to life. life.
1: But okay, okay, all right. You laid that out really effectively, and I'm very impressed. But then I don't understand because it's been doing this for generations, right?
0: Right. I had to read that. Like I didn't get that from the movie. Okay. Like after I finished watching the movie, you... I went. And read on Wikipedia.
1: Like, what? How it <laughs> and happened. I was like, oh, oh. whoa. Because cause then you find out, I mean, we're just going to get to the fucking end of this ridiculous <laughs> fucking thing. So, because then we find out Robert England has, uh, like you said, for generations, uh-huh. it's been keeping his family in power through laundry, whatever the fuck. I have no idea. And that's why he's, like, given up fingers. He's missing part of his leg. Oh, that's right. And so I don't understand. I forgot that part. Unless, holy shit, I think I just figured this out. (gasps) No. He, oh, my God, y'all, this is amazing. If he kills because the spell is now in place. Right. If he kills his niece, who is a virgin. Right. His deal with the devil is paid in full. (sighs) So he, that's right. So he doesn't have to keep giving up his, his own body parts. Thank you. Thank you 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 very much. You figured it out. Holy shit. But, but dude, this is like. 17 hours later. It's 17
0: hours later. And I don't
1: want to like, you know, brag, but I'm like, I'm an I'm a relatively smart guy. Like I, didn't I can, get it. I, I no. can usually figure things out.
0: You and I, it's like I told you, I had trouble <laughs> suspending, willingly suspending my disbelief. And we have degrees in that shit. It's our job. Like it's our job to do that and yeah. just accept whatever somebody yeah. throws at me. Sure. I'm like, okay. Flying cats, uh, fine. find perfect. I, I understand so it. So
1: this is such a fucking mess. Okay, so so that's it though. So he's going to kill his niece, right. who's a virgin, and he's made, which is even fucking gross too, he's made sure she's stayed a virgin right. this whole time. She's his guardian because right. her parents died. Mm-hmm. We assume he killed her in some way, killed the parents in yeah. some way. He's insured her fucking chastity. Um, gross. Yeah, and so he's going to sacrifice her, and then his deal with the devil will be done. Right. Um and he can stop giving up his legs or whatever. Okay. Ted Levine and Renfair demonologist brother-in-law. I have no
0: idea, man. Like I can't even begin to tell you. Yeah. And I love Ted Levine.
1: Yeah. And so like they rush to the scene mm-hmm. of the 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 factory. There's a confrontation. Mm-hmm. Robert England gets eaten by the mangler. Right. Renfair demonologist brother-in-law gets killed. Right. Ted Levine rescues the virgin niece. Right. And then the protege bath-taking lady, uh-huh. after all is said and done and, and in pure king fashion, like, you know, it's it's not over, over.
0: Right, ever.
1: We, yeah, we cut back to the factory. It's back in full swing. Mm-hmm. She had lost a finger or something earlier, and now she is essentially the new... Robert, Robert In- England.
0: Right. So it just keeps it's going. It's a
1: cycle. Okay.
0: So, but, but not before the mangler actually comes to life. Oh, yeah. And chases them. <laughs> it's, oh, my God. Dude. Chases them through the factory. And this factory has oh, like, God. it's like catacombs. It's catacombs. Like the outside looks like a regular <sighs> barn, like right. that you would just see on the side of the road. Sure. But apparently it's got like this weird, you know. Dante's inferno yes. rings of hell. And so
1: Levine and Virgin Niece have to like they have to run run while the mangler is has, chasing, is chasing them. them. Yeah,
0: it comes to life and chases them.
1: Oh God. And it's during that era that you and I often talk about in the mid to late nineties when CGI artists thought they could do a lot more than they actually could. Right, it's right. so fucking stupid. It's so dumb. Um and and uh, yeah, and so that that it's like an
0: oddly entertaining. Like, I mean I never have to watch it again. I never want to watch it again. No. It's a complete waste of time. Yeah. But also like it's like I said it's just this weird kind of study in like it's shot beautifully. Yeah. Um the I, costumes are nice. I mean Yeah,
1: it's 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 also a very straight like so I mean you have I I don't know, man. Like you have again not to re just reiterate, but like a really important director Uh kind of reaching, I guess the end of his career or, or the sort of lower point in in his career. And it's like, you know, this guy can make a film right? and he still does things that are cool and look cool. But then you're also like, why did he choose
0: this story? Yeah.
1: And, and did he show up on certain days? Like, it's such a weird thing. Yeah.
0: It's very strange to me. I have to,
1: I, I did not warn you of this because I just kind of want to see your face.
0: <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
1: I read, I mean, it mainly got just fucking bashed, right? But not like earlier uh, this decade. I mean, probably like 10 years ago, whatever. Um, RogerEbert.com, after Ebert, I think, was dead. Right. Did, did, they looked back at movies that had gotten sort of shitty ratings, right? Mm-hmm. And one critic for, for that website said, this movie is on par with The Shining when it comes to Stephen King adaptations. Said along with The Shining is probably the best Stephen King adaptation. What? Like, what the fuck?
0: I don't know. I mean, I don't understand that.
1: so then he made his argument and he said it's a really like, sort of insightful, bold comment on the cycle of destruction that capitalism causes. And I was like, okay, yeah, maybe, but it's still a shitty fucking movie. It's (laughs) a shitty
0: movie. And it's like, if you're going to make a statement about the, you know, how capitalism destroys, why would you choose big laundry? (laughs) Like, there's so many many other ways. There's so many other ways. You could choose Big Pharma. Yeah. Yeah, it
1: was the 90s. Big Pharma was a thing. Why would you choose Big Laundry? Yeah, I mean, and I was like, are you fucking. That's like, come on, man. You don't just throw out the fucking shining.
0: I hate it. See, this makes me hate people when they just toss about the shining. Yeah. You know, as kind of like either this bullshit or like when. Ari Aster was like, The Shining's a comedy to right. me. yeah. It's like, shut the fuck shut up. Shut the fuck up, like, dude. Yeah, no. So I
1: just like, th- that to me was just hysterical. What? Yeah. Are we
0: not? No. We, no. We know our stuff. No, no, no.
1: And he, <laughs> this guy was like, this was clearly like, oh, really? You think the Mangler sucks? <laughs> Let me tell you why it's amazing. No, because everyone else is like, there was one I read, and it was actually kind of sad and depressing. And it was like, well, I guess it's time that we no longer have to care what Toby Hooper does next. And I was like, oh, man. Um,
0: because I thought, I mean, I was thinking, you know, there maybe he was trying to test, like, new technology. Like, maybe he was like, I'm Toby Hooper, and I can direct anything, and people will come watch it because Poltergeist and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. and I have all this money, and I'm gonna I'm fuck gonna, around, I'm yeah. gonna fuck around and try some things. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna put my friends in it, right? Right. Um, but even if that were the case. You're Toby Hooper. Like you could make a better movie. Yeah, and if you wanted
1: to make the sort of stylized and you said this fairy tale kind of world of the factory, okay, then everybody needs to be in that movie, right? And like, okay, so Robert England. Look, it's Robert England, and I get that if you need to put him in old age, we we know him in makeup anyway. Like Mm -hmm. that's how you know most of us think of him as Freddy Krueger at this point, right? When this came out, so Robert England in wacky old makeup, fine. But then the cameraman, like the guy who takes photos of the crime scene. Who with also, an
0: old-timey with camera. With an old-timey
1: camera who also might be a prophet, like whatever. Right. He's in old age makeup because he also plays the undertaker. That's so weird. But, Like, why make that fucking choice? Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, what does that mean?
0: Also, that you know, just the 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 old timey camera, and I love shit like that. Like, sometimes yeah, I just sure. want to have something in the play that because it pleases me,
1: absolutely.
0: But yeah. I couldn't get on board with kind of like the old timey
1: thing. No, because sorry, I'm messing, I'm messing with my microphone. No, no, y'all. you
0: you gotta fix oh, it. There you go. There you go. Um, you found the sweet spot. The
1: it it's because. Nothing. It just doesn't make any sense. Nothing makes any sense. nothing made sense. So that's 1995's The Mangler. It made
0: no sense. Right. It made no sense.
1: Um, speaking of not making sense. Uh
0: huh. What was the the next movie that we chose? Was a
1: was a little picture called Demon Seed.
0: The Demon Seed, starring Julie Christie, starring.
1: Oh, my God. Starring Julie Christie, who- uh,
0: Is arguably one of the most beautiful women to ever grace the silver screen.
1: It's, I, you know, when I was very young, um, I know she's in, Dr. Zhivago is what made her famous, right? Mm -hmm. So when I was very young, the first thing I saw her in was a Warren Beatty movie called Heaven Can Wait. Oh, yeah. And it was like a movie my father really loved Mm -hmm. and that I could watch. Because it wasn't too- Dirty. Dirty, Yeah. And, and that is one of those, I know I bring this up a lot, and everyone's probably like, why does this gross fucking guy always say this? But like, <laughs> she's one of the first people where when I was younger, I was like, I don't, some, I, something's, something's happening. happening. <laughs> I don't know what. She is, she's stunning.
0: <laughs> she's stunning. She's Julie Christie, And man. she's still stunning, quite Absolutely. frankly. Absolutely. She's in the Harry Potter movies Yeah, and you're now. still like,
1: wait, what? That's not right. Come no, on. <laughs> yeah, she's still gorgeous. So, okay.
0: All right, so here we go.
1: Demon Seed. Demon
0: Seed, 1973 or yeah. something like that. based Weaver.
1: Based on a Dean Koontz novel. Right. So if there is, I don't want to say an heir to Stephen King because I don't, I, the man has no heir. No. But if there was like a, hey, we can't get Stephen King, who's a horror writer. Right. Dean Koontz is kind of that guy, right? Yeah. In the Dean 70s, Kuntz, 80s, and yeah. 90s. He
0: wrote a lot of horror yeah. stuff and a lot of it's, I mean, good. He's yeah. a, really good. Yeah. Um, this movie is about a. A, a scientist who has created like a super brain, uh-huh. a super computer brain, yeah, um, called Proteus. Proteus, and Proteus lives in like this giant factory uh-huh. in, uh, in Southern California. Yeah, and um,
1: and this is this is obviously so. This is the early seventies, and at least in the terms of the movie, clearly people are very afraid. About oh. artificial intelligence. See, this
0: is what I was thinking, because I, I had seen Demon Seed early in the pandemic.
1: <laughs> and back in the early-demic? Back
0: in the early-demic. And I was excited to watch it again, because I remember liking it for how ridiculous sure. it was. And I was like, oh, God, I'm so glad Michael's going to watch it. We're going to have so much fun. Um, again... <laughs> Well, no, no, let's get, let's, let's talk about the movie first. And then we'll, we'll, we'll we got to
1: ease the people in Chris. We got (laughs) to ease
0: the people in. So this, this artificial intelligence, um, Proteus played by Robert Vaughn, the voice of Robert Vaughn is the voice of Proteus, um, is asking all these questions. And like always it's about these kinds of movies again are about, you know, when scientists create something that's artificially intelligent and super smart and can solve all of these problems is it going to fall into the wrong hands?
1: Yeah. Right? Yes, and 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 like, you know, it this is so heavily inspired by HAL 9000 from oh to I mean God. to the point where I'm like, man, did they have to like give Kubrick royalties? <laughs> like this is this is almost like plagiarism. We'll
0: talk a little bit about how it's different from, <laughs> from HAL, HAL 9000.
1: 9, 9, but you know, the questions of like, okay, if a thing if if the cuz they're always concerned about. Oh my God! It can learn, right? And now we're like, well, no shit. Of course, like, it, of can course learn. it can. It's going to beat you at chess in two weeks. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Use it to order food. <laughs> right. um, but so it's always like this question, and it happens with Hal as well. Like, will it become conscious? Right. Right. Like, will it? Will it start to ask like the existential why, right? Why questions? And
0: the reason is because they want it to. They they want to use. Proteus, yes. to mine the ocean floor. Yes. Right? Oh, my gosh.
1: Roxy's, that's, is very, upset Roxy's about very upset about so something. it's going to mine the ocean sh- sh- floor. Floor.
0: For it's minerals. For and, minerals
1: and ore. And
0: ore. And so, Proteus...
1: But it also might cure leukemia, Christy. Yes.
0: It's already <laughs> discovered a protein in a matter of hours that can cure leukemia. And, of course, Big is not going to let that happen. No. So that's a waste of time. But... <laughs> <laughs> Neither's big laundry. Um, so Proteus begins to ask questions of like, why? Yeah. Why am I why am I mining the ocean floor? Right. And the scientist says, Well, that's not your business. Right. That's you just do what I tell you to do. And of course, Proteus is like, mm, that's, nah, not, son. that's <laughs> not gonna fly. <laughs> right. Um, and so it just so happens that the scientist is going off on some convention or something it's like very,
1: that. It's very convenient. It's very
0: convenient. And Proteus says, "I need um, oh, um, um. Oh, what am I talking about? I I need somewhere to operate from. I need somewhere yeah, to he, ask these questions. He needs from.
1: his own because it's everything is monitored by this right. company, right? Mm-hmm. And so he he wants something private, like right. Um, you and I are clearly computer experts. He right. needs a thing. He needs like a thing, like to, a private to thing. like operate <laughs> right, yeah. from. But so he wants to start." <laughs> learning on his own on basically. his own and they
0: don't want to let him because now he's beginning to ask questions like it, a fucking toddler yeah
1: this son of a bitch like <laughs> shut up and shut mind up, the fucking because orb. i'm your mom yeah, and that's, that's why. why so make me some money um so yeah <laughs> and, and so the doctor at first doesn't want to but then kind of does right He says okay
0: and he tells the other guy his assistant, like, just turn it off for the day, yeah, or for the weekend or whatever. But Proteus finds a way, sure, to connect his super brain to the computer monitor or computer system that is in the home of the doctor, yeah. So, and the doctor is married to super hot,
1: Julie Christie, world
0: class psychologist, yes, <laughs> Julie Christie. So, Julie
1: Christie. One of the most beautiful humans in the world. Also in this film, one of the greatest psychologists in the world. Greatest. Now, I will say this. I thought one of the most interesting things about this movie, before it goes absolutely off the fucking rails. Was her hair. Was her hair. God, she really is pretty. Um, (laughs) Was, honestly, like, I'm always interested or intrigued, like, dude, they kind of called the voice activated, autom- yeah. automated home.
0: Yeah, they totally did. I mean, it might as well have been Alexa, Yeah, you know? And So they already live in the future. Yeah, like, and I, I yeah. was like,
1: I mean, I, I'm i sure people were talking about that back then. Oh, and, sure. And in this, probably was in the 50s and 60s as well, but like they have, it's called Alfred, which is right. very like Butler and it has a British accent or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's British, so that and works. And she's, yeah, it works. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's basically Alexa or like, Google how home. Yeah, right. So it's like you can
0: walk around and go, Alfred, open the refrigerator. Alfred, turn Turn on the the lights lights or whatever. And Alfred does that. And then there's also like a wheelchair butler that has an arm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That is like. Because apparently these two people can't do a fucking thing. They can't do a fucking
0: thing. (laughs) And they need a wheelchair butler that has a robot arm that does things for you. Also, what about that little cabinet next to the bed that like, Where's the food coming I from? I don't
1: know. That was like Star Trek level shit. I know. Shit. It like, was like... Here's your breakfast, madam.
0: Oh, I know. Like, what like, the fuck? The tray comes <laughs> out of the fucking wall. It's like, how did it... That's Because that's the second floor. So like... Yeah, was there a dumbwaiter? Like, I don't know. It, doesn't, it just looks like a weird metal arm or, that extends out of the wall. And I'm like, wow, that's so strange.
1: So they live in a completely automated house. Mm-hmm. He is married to Joy Christie. She is a world-class psychologist. psychologist. You would think... That would come into play in this mm-hmm. film. It doesn't. It doesn't.
0: It doesn't at all. It, it it does, but in a very, very kind of arbitrary way. Anyway, yeah. so, so he's gonna go off to some conference yeah. in Japan or something like that.
1: And Proteus taps into the sort of Alfred program. Right. And so it now, you know, they have cameras all over the house. All over. So it
0: I think I texted you about this. Yeah.
1: So Proteus sees Julie Christie take a shower. Right. And it wants to fuck her. And
0: it must have her. He, <laughs> like, mu- he gets the idea in the inst- moment. Instantly. I've got to fuck this woman. I
1: have to.
0: I don't know how.
1: She was in Dr. shivago for reasons passing understanding. She's now in this film. <laughs> and I'm, I must have her.
0: Yep. So he sees her and she even goes, Alfred, turn off cameras. But Alfred doesn't pay attention. No, man. Because it's not Alfred anymore. It's not Alfred. It's, not Alfred, it's, it's Proteus.
1: Proteus. <laughs> so I texted you. I I texted you and I was like, so (laughs) we were basically talking about the pitch of this movie. So we
0: wrote a scene (laughs) of how this pitch... Just on the fly. On the fly of how this pitch must have gone. We're going to try and do it for you. Yeah. Let's see. Well, we're going to improv a little bit.
1: So I'll... uh... I'll play the writer.
0: <laughs> I'll be the, the big time Hollywood producer.
1: Hey, big time Hollywood producer. So I've, you know, I've got this film based on uh, you know, Dean Kuhn's novel. I like it's, it. It's about a, an artificial intelligence, a, a supercomputer that can, that can keep thinking and, and you know, almost like m- might it take over the world? You know, what, what could it do if, it, if we can't stop it, if it keeps thinking?
0: I like it. I like it. It's big. Can the supercomputer rape a woman?
1: Well, um, you know, the supercomputer's not really uh, sort of a humanoid, it's more of like a dodecahedron kind of shape.
0: Oh, so then that means any part of it can be a penis, right? <laughs> Just a suggestion. You know, something for the kids. <laughs> and see. And see. Writer takes big
1: check. It becomes alcoholic. Never watches film. Never watches <laughs>
0: yeah. film. But I that
1: had to be it. That right? had to be
0: it. It had to be like Julie Christie plays world class psychologist, goes tete a tete with super intelligent computer. Yes. Can the computer rape her?
1: Yes, because like you set her up as like this psychologist and, and more importantly, I think, or not maybe more, but a child psychologist. Right. So she is skilled at working with like child brains, right? right.
0: You would think that that would play yeah, into the
1: story. Because she there. has this like new nascent. Consciousness Mm -hmm. that she's dealing with,
0: it never, it just fucking rapes (laughs) her. He rapes her. She has a child. She has a child in 28 days. In 28 days with the dodecahedron. I mean, the other thing that I thought was, you know, her husband's gone for 28 days. Did he never call her?
1: They, do they not have fucking phones in Japan? Like, like did, what was, the did, fuck?
0: Did he not call her? And when she didn't answer, was he not concerned? Or yeah. or maybe the proteus was like, I'm fine, honey. Yeah.
1: Or, oh, that had can, to be it. Because it can imitate people? Yeah,
0: that had to be it. Yeah, and but, yeah so she has... She gets pregnant by the computer uh-huh. and so then by the time her husband comes back and peep, it's revealed to everybody else what has happened, she's kind of happy about it I mean like she yeah. she's accepted
1: it's it's so bizarre, it's but then so she wants weird. to kill the child because because it's gross because Proteus has to like he knows it's done they've they've figured out yeah, yeah. And so they're going to pull the plug, but he's you know he wants to be pass his seed. I will live forever. forever. Yeah. He wants to
0: pass his demon his, seed. His,
1: wait, his what? Uh. His demon seed. <laughs> We're taking this on the road, man. Um. Yeah. And so it, ha- it literally had to be like, what if Hal 9000 from 2001 was a rapist? Yeah.
0: Like it doesn't. It's so weird. So she, you know, she's okay with it apparently afterwards. <sighs> I get, yeah. And then, they go down into the basement where he's been where proteus has been doing all of these experiments and there's like a weird you know uh, geometric incubator uh-huh. where that the baby's in and the the dodecahedron is like it has to stay in there 5 days yeah. don't take the baby out and then they pull the plug uh-huh and then the 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 thing opens up And they look into the incubator, and Julie Christie's horrified. Because it's
1: like this half-robo baby.
0: It's a robo baby, and she's like, it lied to me. like, whatever. It's like, it lied? It raped you, girl?
1: Girl, come on, man. Come on. Come on. It
0: tied you to the kitchen table. I know it's
1: the 70s, but still, that's not fucking cool. It almost
0: cooked you in the kitchen. Yeah, what the fuck? You should not trust this machine. Yeah,
1: and so, but then the robo part of the baby peels away, and it's just- this,
0: and it's a kid. It's a little kid. An Aryan child. <laughs> the, <laughs> and then the, the kid opens its eyes, and in the voice of Proteus, this is like the voice of Robert Vaughn, also fucked with, to make it sound sure. like a computer, right? Uh-huh. Coming out of this child,
1: I'm alive. I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: I, my favorite hot dog. No, movie.
1: that's the best one. Yeah. I laughed so fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like, lost it when he was like, I am alive. I was like, I, it's the most I've laughed in a long yeah, time. Yeah.
0: My God. It was so ridiculous. But yeah. I mean, you have to put yourself back in the, in the, olden times in the olden times of people being afraid of technology. Yeah.
1: And I look, I get that. And I think I'm still afraid. I, I also want to point out because I don't want to miss this opportunity. Much like the mangler. The dodecahedron comes to life and starts running around. Oh, that's around. right.
0: Okay, now there was that one there was that one part where um when Walter comes over because she has something she notices that something's wrong with Alfred. So she yeah. calls the computer guy that's in charge of like the big giant brain at the company because uh-huh. he has time to come yeah. fix her house. Computer. Well, I'm
1: gonna be honest. Uh if Julie yeah. Christie that's calls, that's what I thought <laughs> like, that's you what I come thought. help her with her computer. Yeah, that's
0: what I thought. And so he's like, I'll come over for lunch. And so he comes over, something's weird, he comes back to check on her, the dodecahedron. Traps him in the basement, <laughs> yeah, and snaps his head
1: off. Snaps Spoiler, his fucking sorry. decapitates him after. It, that was pretty good. After trying to use wheelchair robot arm <laughs> to take him out, <laughs> but he fucking duels wheel, wheelchair robot arm. Yeah, but then ultimately, dodecahedron uh, decapitates him. Yeah. yeah,
0: that was pretty great.
1: No, it was. Um It was pretty great. But it 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 is again. Like I just don't. It's like if. And and I texted you this and I said this movie to me is is Hollywood in a nutshell because it borrows so heavily from mm-hmm. 2001
0: it, down to like the psych, psychedelic like
1: trip. Yeah, I mean there's a scene that is essentially like uh-huh. a, a you know a, a shorter version of, of of the Jupiter and Beyond, right? Right. Um but it dumbs down Every single question raised by 2001, and And it rapes and it rapes because you gotta see Julie Christie's boobs, you
0: gotta see Julie Christie's. There's gotta be sex in there, and so
1: I was like, This is Hollywood, like, right? Well, yeah, we love a lot of 2001, but it's real thinky,
0: it's real thinky, and there's not enough boobs,
1: yeah. And you know, Stanley and blah blah blah, like. It's, it's, it,
0: yeah. Kier, Kier Dullea is good looking, <laughs> but he's no Julie Christie. His tits are not
1: like <laughs> Julie Christie's, and so that and that's what this becomes. And it's like, why is she a child psychologist? Like that's and they keep showing, of right. course, in in, in true seventies fashion, like the computers winning at chess, right? Because mm-hmm. that's like a huge fucking thing, right? Once it can beat you at chess, oh my god, oh we're all my gonna god. fucking die. Um, it's like, well, it can shoot you from the sky. I wouldn't worry about the <laughs> fucking worry about the checkmate chess. it just laid on you. And so even in like basic Hollywood storytelling terms, like in the most big, you're like, oh, this is going to be a chess match right. between the world-class child psychologist. Right. Who's going to outsmart. Who's going to outsmart this new brain. Because human brains yeah. are still superior. superior. Yeah. No. Because they're not they're not rigid or whatever.
0: No, but she has she's a woman and so, she has woman fever.
1: So all her the only point of her is how hot she yeah. is. And
0: babies make her crazy. <laughs> yes. So yeah. you know she's a woman, and uh-huh. and she lost a baby one time. Yes. So babies make so her babies crazy. babies make her crazy. So suddenly all of that intelligence goes out goes the, window. the window, and
1: then robot rape becomes
0: okay. Okay. It becomes all right. Uh, it's. <laughs>
1: Man, it's just, it's a lot. It is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, man, it's its a kind of a weird, sad s- statement that we watched two movies that are made over, like, a little over 20 years apart, right? Uh-huh. And they're still kind of about rapey machines. Yeah.
0: There's some, in someone's fantasy... It's, yeah, it's you know, someone in Hollywood still wants wanted to see machines doing it to a to a woman.
1: Yeah. And um, I, I kinda of just be like, look, hey man, you just go write in your journal about how much you want to fuck Julie Christie. Right. You didn't need to make this whole movie. You didn't have to make this movie. <laughs> you, didn't make this movie. you didn't have to make
0: this whole movie about it. Yeah. It's so and I mean we it's all so Chris- know. We yeah.
1: all know. Right. <laughs> like, come on. Right, right.
0: It's I just wonder if sometimes she was like, I was in Dr. Zhivago.
1: Yeah. I, I, oh my God. I, I, I don't know. know. And like, it's not like this was, dude, this movie had money. I mean. They both had money. Yeah. They both had money. And it's like, it's a weird title, but that's the title of Kuntz's book. Um, But it's a, I mean, it is a film. Like it's, they had a lot of money. Right, right,
0: right. And it's like, yeah, I mean, this was.
1: So, so she, I wonder if she thought, I, I don't know. I mean, who? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I you th- just got to cash a check. Yeah. You, you know? just got
0: to cash a check. And sometimes, you know, you, you just are part of that culture of Hollywood. Yeah. Right. And you're like, okay, yeah, there's a robot. that's going to rape me. Yeah. I got to make this movie. Got to make this movie. Whatever. You know, because I was in
1: Dr. Chivago. Not
0: all the movies are going to be Dr. Chivago. Right.
1: And like in heaven can wait, I got to play opposite Warren Beatty. Yeah. Who's like the male version of me.
0: Right. And so, I mean
1: Julie Christie, not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Warren, we have a lot yeah. in common. Okay, um, so
0: like if you if you had to recommend one of these movies to our listeners, uh, like for just enjoyment, just
1: for I would go Demon Seed.
0: I would go Demon Seed because, because also.
1: there is um,
0: because it is more of a film, in my opinion. Sure, I don't know,
1: and it's uh, it'll anger you, yeah. Uh, um, but it is more of a film, and also it is. Bat shit crazy in a way that only movies in the 70s oh, can yeah. be. yeah, Like, I know we say this a lot, but, like, whatever cocaine they were doing in the 1970s and, and 1980s and Quaaludes, like, I don't know what the fuck is going on because you get a mix of, like, the best movies, some of right. the best movies ever made, and some of the worst yeah, fucking movies ever made. Yeah, some of the most ever made.
0: ridiculous movies
1: yeah. ever made. That had money behind them. right. Like it's
0: It's also a time period where, you know, I don't know when this happened. It must I mean maybe it happened in the eighties because it was, you know, before then too. But like in the eighties the horror genre suddenly became for like teenagers and kids. Yes. And maybe it's because send them to the mall. They can go yeah. watch a horror movie, whatever. And or so they it, can rent it. Or they can rent yeah. it, right? But in the seventies They were making horror movies that were still like, you know, we've talked about it before, like The Changeling, The Omen, The Exorcist, where you had like A-listers and A-list directors making these movies and they were not um, looked down upon. No, I
1: mean, even with, with, you know, with Demon Seed, yeah, this, look, Mm -hmm. we've sort of reduced her to being a hot lady. Dude, Julie Christie, man. Right. And then yeah, you talk about the changing. It's like George C. Scott and mm-hmm. the home and is Lee Remick and Gregory Peck and like, yeah. you know, these are
0: Ellen Burstyn. Ellen
1: Burstyn, yeah. yeah. These and and God, I I I even had I I read this just the other day. Like, um, the guy who plays Father Damien, who's Jason Patrick's dad, and I mm-hmm. can't remember his first name. You know, he won the Pulitzer Prize for yeah. drama that year. Like these yeah. are, and then they were like, fucking get me Max von Sydow. Like right. It was a different thing. And there's something So some of them are bonkers. Some of them are absolutely fucking bonkers because they don't have to worry about selling to tickets to 15 year olds or whatever. <laughs> and they're like, everybody's gonna love I mean this fucking robot rape. This is gonna be amazing. Yeah, it's
0: gonna be fantastic. And so yeah, you
1: get just batshit stuff. Um and this is one of them. Yeah. So I would I would absolutely yeah. recommend Demon Seed. I, ac- I mean... I
0: mean, it's a story that you can follow. You can follow like, it, yeah. It. You know, it's going to anger you because of the rapiness of it. Yes, definitely. But it is definitely a story that follows linear um, Aristotelian, you know, yeah. principles yes. of storytelling, and unlike The Mangler. Unlike The
1: Mangler. and And look... Julie Christie on her worst day yeah. is still better than Where's the fucking Mangler? It's a fucking Mangler? Right? Um, or KFC Freddy Krueger, like you know. And I will say this, and I I, I brought up this, but there's some weird it's like futurist stuff in, yeah. in their terms that I was like, man, they're pretty close. Like yeah. they were sort of, you know two or three decades ahead of some of this stuff. And like, like, that's really interesting. I
0: think I texted you also about the, the scientist, the female scientist that plays the linguist because they have, I thought this was cool too. Like they have this one room that only this one female scientist, um, can be in. And she reads all of the great works to Proteus, right? In
1: their original language, in their
0: original languages. And, um, But she doesn't talk much. She doesn't have a lot of lines. She
1: says some things in like Mandarin. She's
0: like a beautiful Asian scientist, and that's all she does. Yeah. yeah. Um, So, but I thought that was cool. But I was like, every time she's in the movie or she's in a scene, she doesn't say anything. No, she's just there. She's just there to be be pretty and Asian. Yeah.
1: But even I will say this like, even as dumb as this sounds, like, man, they had her at least speak in Mandarin. Right. You know? Um, Yeah. It's like that's something so crazy. She didn't speak in some like horrific fucking broken English, right? No, she
0: read uh, in English and she read in Mandarin, yeah. and they were like, "Do she's the only one who can talk to Proteus?" Yeah, because Proteus remembers everything.
1: Yeah, and so uh, <clears throat> I would definitely, if you had to pick one, I would choose Demon Seed. I, I, I man, I, I welcome
0: Demon Seed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I welcome. Uh, The counter argument uh, for someone to explain to me why The Mangler is worth watching.
0: Hey, maybe the guy who likes Hannibal Rising will come back and tell us. And he'll
1: teach us about film. And he'll
0: teach us about film. Yeah. Um, Hey, what kind of tacos did we have today?
1: You picked them up at Caesars. Is that correct? Yeah, it's
0: right down the street. It's on Live Oak. Uh, It's like maybe right across the street from Tacos La Banqueta. We had never had Cesar Tacos before. They're good. They have a pretty good menu. I got... Two chicken tacos, two giant gorditas, uh-huh. and a real Mexican Coke, Dude. for like seven dollars.
1: Yeah, well, that is awesome. And and again, I think as we have said before, like kind of what you should like. Yeah. This you know they're gonna be good. Yeah. Like, if they're gonna right. be delicious. But man, I have not had. Okay, for those of you who don't know, who don't drink soda like I do, who don't <laughs> who don't keep the Coca, who don't keep big soda in in, in, big in business. Soda. So there are a lot of like in Texas, obviously, you can get Coke with cane sugar in it. And, right. and that is Mexican Coke. It comes from Mexico. Uh-huh. However, a lot of it normally is still clearly bottled for Texas. Uh, for or, Texas. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or I guess. Yeah. Maybe California. I don't yeah, know. I guess. Because it's all in English, mm-hmm. you know, other than maybe one word or whatever. Um, and we still call that Mexican Coke. Dude, this you got me real. a fucking legit yeah, Mexican it's Coke. it's like, like black, black label. Black label. All in Spanish. All in Spanish. Oh, it's so fucking good. It's so delicious. And um, it comes
0: in like the leader bottle.
1: Yeah, and so. even in the Spanish, it's basically like, this is real, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, we're not using your fucking corn syrup, you goddamn Yankees. <laughs> right. Like, we're doing this it's, right. <laughs> it's for real. It's um, for real. So, it's... Uh,
0: Cesar's Tacos on Live Oak.
1: Yeah, go check it out and yeah. support. And that's great. It's a new place for us. We're yeah. we're gonna get to Saint Taco. It was
0: at some point. It's
1: far, and it was we had horrific weather today. Yeah, I
0: just, I did not feel like driving. I thought it was gonna be closer. I thought it was gonna be in Lakewood, right around the corner from my house, but it's not. It's up on Upper Greenville. Yeah, and that's kind of like, far. Yeah, and it was I don't go. it was
1: bad today. Like, yeah. the rain. So. It was terrible.
0: What are we gonna talk about next time?
1: Um, man, I
0: i got, I'm, okay, let me push all these buttons because do I don't it. know exactly. Okay. Do it,
1: do it. Aww.
0: Aww. Oh, oh, look, man. crickets. That's for when we say something that's not funny.
1: So, never. it'll never happen. Uh. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> that's,
0: oh, yeah. rim shot. The rim shot. We oh, got to go with that. We got to find a way to do rim shot.
1: I mean, that's, come my on, that's, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. That's going to put Jim. <laughs> John...
0: <laughs> Sad trombone. That, that's going to put Jim. No, this is the one that's going to put Jim John out of business.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome
0: back to Terror and
1: Tacos.
0: <laughs> what are we going to talk about next time, Michael?
1: <laughs> um. Well, Christy, I'm going to say this. I have actually, I have super enjoyed <laughs> watching three. <laughs> <laughs> Shitty, fucking bonkers movies in a row. Um, maybe we should do one that's good next year. Yeah,
0: week. it's going to be difficult. There's so many bad horror yeah. movies out right now. So, oh, but you did send me the trailer for Conjuring 3. Yeah. The devil made, the me, devil do made me do it. The devil made me
1: do it. And I am, and my friend Kevin texted me because he's also a huge fan of the series. And he was the first one. He's like, man, this this title. And I was mm. like, I don't know, man. Why are oh, they...
0: The trailer looks good. But the
1: trailer looks legit. Yeah. And this is exciting because. Conjuring Three is part of the like Warner Brothers um, DC Comics like drop on on HBO, Uh so (gasps) we will be able to watch it like at home when it's brand new. Nice. Uh, So I'm excited about that. I don't know exactly when it comes out. I don't know. We'll find. We'll find something. We'll
0: find something.
1: Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's something about. I have always secretly loved shitty, shitty movies. I
0: think that maybe, it doesn't have to be for next week, but I think, you know, one of the first things we watched in the early pan, what did you call it? (laughs) The early demic? Yeah. Early demic. Oh, I remember those days. Yeah, Empire of the Ants. (laughs) And that, you know, which (laughs) is like the best movie ever.
1: Dude, it saved my life. I know. I was, that was like, I was so depressed. Yeah. Early demic depressed.
0: Early demic depressed.
1: And like, because that was when we still like, we hadn't seen each other. Like I know. The, the, and not like we hadn't seen anyone. That was when we were all like, you wipe down every bag you ever fucking touch. Like right. you know that right. And like, man, Empire of the Ants got it pulled me out, man. Yeah. <laughs> like it saved me. It's so great. Um
0: maybe we should look for another disaster movie. Or I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We'll figure something we'll out.
1: We'll figure something out. We'll be back. We got the roadcaster. We're never gonna fucking stop.
0: Yeah. Thanks, y'all. I'm Michael. I'm Christy, and we'll see you next time. Bye. On Terror and Tacos. <laughs> That's great, right? Yeah. Bye, y'all. Bye.